I'm Keon Rose, and this is The Essayist, a thoughtful look at sports, politics, culture, and more, and how we can try to make the world a better place. Today we're talking about athletes, and whether or not they need to be good people for us to root for them. Let me present to you a few cases of what I mean. Case 1. I like Adrian Peterson, the player. The Minnesota Vikings running back is the best running back in the league. I'm one of the best that has ever played the game. And while LaShawn McCoy, DeMarco Murray, and Alfred Morris frequently give him a run for his money, when he's healthy and able to put in a whole season of work, he's near unstoppable. Defenses designed to stop him rarely ever do so completely. In his eight-year career, Peterson has amassed over 10,000 yards and 86 touchdowns. There are a few plays as heart-quickening and euphoria-inducing as a long Adrian Peterson touchdown. In terms of excitement and what he's able to do statistically, there's not much to dislike about the guy. Do I like Adrian Peterson the person? The human being? Well, that's a tricky question. Technically, I don't even know Adrian Peterson the human being. Outside of his family, friends, and teammates, none of us actually do. Which is part of the problem. But I'll get to that later. We have untold access into Peterson's life. It didn't take much googling to learn Peterson's whole life story. Somehow, this access has entitled us to make judgments on him. So I know that as USA Today reported, Adrian Peterson beat his child with a piece of tree branch, also known as a switch, and he beat his child pretty severely. So severely, in fact, that he left a series of marks on the child's upper thigh. Severely enough that the boy's mother saw it fit to take him to the hospital. According to USA Today, if a child has to be hospitalized as a result of a spanking, that could result in a felony ranging from 2 to 10 years in prison. Yes, even in Texas, the state where spanking occurred, and one of the 19 states in the Union with a legal precedent for corporal punishment. Peterson's charge was reduced to misdemeanor reckless assault. Alleged child abuse would make anyone look bad. But does this make Adrian Peterson bad? And even if it did, is it wrong to root for him? Well, let's go to case number two. I like Hope Solo, the player. She's an incredible goalkeeper. Her instincts and awareness not only made her a star, they made her an invaluable asset to the U.S. women's national team. She has the most starts of any U.S. goalkeeper since 2012. By every on-field metric, Hope Solo is a great player. Do I like Hope Solo the person? Again, it's hard to say. I don't really know her. I don't know. I do know, thanks to an Outside the Lines report from ESPN by Mark Feinurawada, that Solo was arrested for domestic abuse last June. She has been alleged to have drunkenly and violently attacked her half-sister, Teresa Obert, and her 17-year-old nephew. After her arrest, she threatened and mocked officers. She insinuated that two of the officers were having sexual relations with one another. She told another officer that the necklace that she was wearing was worth more than the officer made in a year. Solo said to the officer at one point, you blank, you know that if the cuffs were off, I'd kick your ass. On top of that, Hope Solo's interview with ESPNW reporter Allison Clock and another interview with Good Morning America seemed to contradict both her half-sister, and nephew's deposition, as well as police reports. This also means that Solo is quite possibly lying about the events of that night. If not an outright lie, then some obfuscation of the facts. Can I honestly say this makes Hope Solo a bad person? Does it really matter? Last episode's critique of FIFA aside, say I wanted to root for Team USA. I would have to, by extension, root for Hope Solo. And this last case is the trickiest. It also has nothing to do with sports. Do I like Bill Cosby, the comedian? Absolutely. 
Cosby had a comedic sense and timing that made him one of the all-time greats. The Comedy Hour, Cosby himself, is easily one of the single greatest recorded hours of comedy. Cosby was a superstar. He's on my personal Rushmore of comedians along with George Carlin, Richard Pryor, and Jerry Seinfeld. What's more, The Cosby Show is a smash hit. I've been rewatching it lately, and it's wholly impressive how the show is able to address social and family issues, portray an African-American family as being successful and affluent, and still be funny at the same time. In a lot of ways, it positively affected an entire generation's view of black America. What do I know about Bill Cosby the person? Not much. I do know that Bill Cosby has been quietly fighting off rape allegations since 2005. Ironically, his alleged indiscretions were brought to light by another comedian. Comedian Hannibal Burris. Burris says he wasn't looking for social justice with his act. He was just looking for a joke. He brought up the irony of Cosby talking down to young black men instead of Cosby in his act, quote, you raped women, unquote. The video and the joke went viral. Several women stepped forward claiming to have been raped by Cosby, and Cosby himself didn't seem to really deny any wrongdoing. It all but reversed the good he'd accomplished in his career. Is that even fair? The short answer is no. The long answer has to do with the concept of meritocracy. Meritocracy is the concept that people are given opportunities and advancements based purely on their talents and skills. That's it. According to the website governmentsversus.com, rulers were appointed on the basis of merit, not their wealth or their family history. It was simply a matter of whether or not a person could do the job. What this has to do with Adrian Peterson, Hope Solo, and even Bill Cosby is that despite their wrongdoings, both confirmed and alleged, they work in industries that are more or less meritocracies. If their talent outweighs the perceptions of what they've done, they will be allowed to work again. So far, this has proven true. Adrian Peterson is the best running back of his generation and easily the best player the Minnesota Vikings even have. Hope Solo is too talented a goalie not to play to the point where her coach is content to ignore news of Hope Solo possibly being a liar liar with her pant wear up in flames. Bill Cosby is past his prime as a comedian, and societally, rape is so unforgivable a sin that he's had his Cosby show removed from Nick at Night and an upcoming TV show with NBC has been scrapped. What does this mean for us, you and me? Well, we are the judge, jury, and executioners of the court of public opinion. Collectively, we are powerful. And we've been reckless. Whether or not you root for a player who has had bad off-the-field behavior says just as much about you as it does them. The way you treat Hope Solo is the way you treat your fellow man. And I'm not talking about the famous ones. The way you treat Adrian Peterson is the way you're likely to treat your plumber or the barista making your coffee. If you can't root for Solo or Peterson, then you are basically saying that their mistakes have made their contributions to their respective sports and to society as a whole, nil. Nada. You're saying that that person, the poor soul that you're judging, whoever it is, can never change. That is, quite plainly, an awful way to live. There's a concept that Christians may be familiar with. Love the sinner, hate the sin. And it's a hard concept to follow through on because it requires looking at a person for what they can offer and for their potential, no matter how dicey their past. That's just difficult to do, Christian or not. I'm not advocating for pure meritocracy here, by the way. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be consequences for athletes, entertainers, or anyone else for that matter. There definitely should be. The point is that we should try to show them the simple human courtesy of appreciation for what they can do. 
whether what they do is tell jokes, shoot a basketball, or help you file your taxes. We should also learn how to forgive. The meritocracy approach may help us develop some empathy. We can take into account that we don't know what everyone's background was. The moments that get people to their mistake or mistakes don't happen overnight. They happen over a lifetime. Maybe it won't change your mind that Adrian Peterson was beaten with a switch fairly constantly as a child, or that Hope Solo's father was known to be an alcoholic and a con artist that was in and out of her life from a young age. These factors matter, though. They're the reason we're here now. This is why we shouldn't deify athletes. We ought to treat them like what they are, like humans. They have flaws, arrogance, anger issues, laziness, and other negative traits that we all suffer from. So why not a reasonable meritocracy? Let's just look past the flaws, not because the actions don't matter, because they certainly do, but because again, the simple human courtesy of understanding is worth it. Everybody deserves to be appreciated for their talents, and more importantly, everyone deserves a second chance. For The Essayist, I'm Keon Rose.